Hey there, it's me, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, that redheaded actor from Modern Family. I have a podcast. It's combining a couple of my favorite things, talking and food. Please join me as I dine with the biggest names in entertainment, people like Julie Bowen, Kristen Bell, Fred Armisen, and so many more. It's called Dinners on Me, and you're invited. Am I saying a chocolate souffle is going to get me to reveal all of my secrets? Yeah, I am. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. Donald Trump made another request to the Supreme Court. The CDC is planning big changes to its COVID guidelines, and congratulations are in order for Usher. That's some of what we'll get to on The 7 from The Washington Post. I'm Hannah Jewell. It's Tuesday, February 13th. Let's get you caught up with today's seven stories. Number one. Donald Trump asked the Supreme Court to keep his January 6th case on hold. In a court filing yesterday, Trump's lawyers argued that a trial would radically disrupt his campaign ahead of November's presidential election. Trump wants the justices to block a lower court ruling that said he's not immune from being prosecuted for attempting to overturn the 2020 election. The request gives the justices a potentially key role in deciding whether and when the Republican frontrunner will face a federal criminal trial in Washington. And it was the second time in less than a week that Trump has asked the Supreme Court for help. In a separate case on Thursday, justices seemed inclined to reverse a ruling from Colorado's top court that he should be barred from the ballot because of his role in the 2021 Capitol attack. Number two, the Senate passed a $95 billion aid package for Ukraine and Israel. The package includes $60 billion for Ukraine's war against Russia, $14 billion for Israel's war in Gaza, and aid for other U.S. allies. It passed this morning following months of bitter debate. But it could now struggle to pass in the House. Republican Speaker Mike Johnson preemptively rejected the bill, saying it must include U.S. border security measures. That's despite the fact that he helped block a version of the package earlier this month that did include border reforms. The aid package has been long awaited by the White House, which requested the funds in October. The request came shortly after Israel was attacked by Hamas and launched its war in Gaza. Number three. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin was hospitalized for a third time. Austin underwent new medical procedures under general anesthesia for a bladder problem yesterday, according to the Pentagon. He remains in hospital but is expected to resume his work duties today. This is Austin's third admission since he had surgery to treat prostate cancer back in December. He was criticized for not disclosing his diagnosis or his previous hospital stays to the White House or the public for days. Austin has apologized for his secrecy about his health. He's expected to appear before the House Armed Services Committee to testify about the episode later this month. New Yorkers are voting in a special election today to replace George Santos. That's number four. Santos was expelled by the House of Representatives in December for alleged ethics violations. Santos is a Republican, but the effort had both Republican and Democratic support. Today, voters in his New York district will decide who to replace him with. Their options are Mozzie Pillip, who's a registered Democrat but is standing as the Republican candidate, and Tom Swasey, the Democratic candidate. Swasey previously held the seat. It's an important election because Republican control of the House is razor-thin, and today's election could also provide clues about voter motivations ahead of this year's presidential race. 
Number five is a scoop from the Post. The CDC plans to drop its five-day COVID isolation guidelines. The move is intended to be more practical for workplaces, schools, and society. Under the new guidelines, people would no longer need to stay home if they've been fever-free for at least 24 hours without the aid of medication and their symptoms are mild and improving. That's according to three agency officials. This is the first planned update to the CDC's recommendations since 2021. The science around COVID's contagiousness hasn't changed, but experts say most people now have some level of immunity. The plan to loosen isolation guidelines is likely to prompt strong negative reactions from vulnerable groups. That includes older people, those with weak immune systems, and long COVID patients. CDC data shows that about 20,000 people are still hospitalized with COVID and about 2,300 people are dying from it every week. Number six, winter storm warnings are in effect for much of the Northeast. A nor'easter is expected to bring heavy snow, strong winds, and coastal flooding through today. It could knock out power and make travel difficult. More than 45 million people are under weather alerts from West Virginia to northern Massachusetts. New York and Boston could see at least four inches of snow. But the forecast for what areas will see the heaviest snow is proving to be difficult. In computer models yesterday, the expected storm track shifted south, which reduced the snowfall forecast around Boston but increased it just north and west of Philadelphia. So if you're in the Northeast, make sure to check your local forecast before leaving the house today. And at number seven, Usher got married after his epic Super Bowl halftime show. The R&B star stepped out in front of his biggest audience ever in Las Vegas on Sunday. He was praised for a high-energy performance that featured Alicia Keys, Will I Am, Her, Ludacris, and Lil Jon. But somehow that wasn't the biggest part of his day. Usher also got married to his longtime girlfriend, Jennifer Goykachea, just a few hours after the halftime show ended. According to the Associated Press, the couple got hitched at Vegas weddings by an officiant who is known to dress as an Elvis impersonator. So congratulations to the happy couple. And sorry to everyone else who considered Usher to be their boyfriend. All right, you're all caught up. But if you don't already listen to our afternoon news podcast, Post Reports, please check it out. That's where you can hear my colleagues from around the newsroom digging in on exclusive reporting from The Post. The latest episode examines Israel's military operation in southern Gaza, in the city of Rafah, and what it tells us about Israel's strategy. Just search for Post Reports wherever you listen to podcasts, and be sure to like or subscribe to the show. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll meet you back here tomorrow. <laughs>